sharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Marielle. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. We are back. <laughs> We're still here. <sighs> we sure are. New Year, same us. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Microphone over. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Um, we didn't plan on taking the holidays off, but it's the way it worked out. Um, right around Christmas, I could feel like a funk coming for me. And then the week after Christmas, it was just like a tidal wave. Yeah. It was just depression. It was just yeah. not good. <laughs> I had off the Friday before Christmas. I woke up the Thursday before Christmas and I thought, I can't get up. Mm-hmm. And I have not felt great since. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it's going over here. Happy New Year. <laughs> I just I'm not had... saying new year, new me. There no, is no, no, no new no, no me No promises. <laughs> no promises. So you haven't set any, like, new year resolutions? No. No, me either. No. I'm just trying to get through this bout of bronchitis and mm-hmm. then maybe. <laughs> maybe a resolution or two. Did you used to be, like, a resolution setter? I th- yeah, I think I was. I don't know how many times I literally succeeded through any of those. Right. Um, at least not consistently. But, yeah, I think I've set resolutions in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think resolutions can be tough. People put so much pressure on one yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And then once you get overwhelmed, it's like, fuck it. I'm not doing any of this. Yeah. But I didn't participate in any holiday stuff this year. No. I didn't even wrap a gift. No. <laughs> Me either. Here. I didn't either. Here you go, yeah. child. Here's Unwrap your, gifts. Here's, here's more toys. <laughs> Surprise. I know. I know. I just, it just felt so hard to get the energy to do anything. Physically. Physically. I could not physically yes even socializing like even being in groups i was i felt like outside of my body <laughs> mm. so we lag right we even i mean i'm like sick like vomiting sick christmas eve but even christmas day we like lag and we like drag ourselves out late in the afternoon mm-hmm. like heading over my sister-in-law's at 3 p.m and we're like oh you know like have we prolong you know like put anything yeah, like, help like, them off at all and yeah. because i we've done that once we came late and they were like oh my god you know we didn't feel like waiting for dinner but walk in and they're not even together and then no, i felt better about myself <laughs> i felt better about it and they're usually presents wrapped i mean unwrapped and everything yeah. but they hadn't even started so i was like oh i mean i think with covid things have gotten slower <sighs> in thank general goodness. thank goodness you know and i definitely feel that way about the holidays like it just eh, it'll go the way it goes yeah and then like I said I was in that funk and it was just but it did make me think of something that I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot when you talk about mental health and depression because I think when people talk or think about suicide they think of it in a way of like I want to kill myself or I want to hurt myself sorry for those like trigger terminology but another side of that like I had that light switch kind of click on it's more of like i don't want to be here or why am i even here like Mm -hmm. what's the fucking point and that those dark lulls can be 
just as damaged. You know, it's not just about wanting to hurt yourself. I think, I feel this way about sexual assault too. I think that because certain things are displayed a certain way in the media, like in movies and in TV, that's kind of the way you always think it's going to look, right? Right. So sexual assault, when you see that on TV or in the movies, it always looks like a woman frantically screaming and losing her mind and fighting back so hard and a man using you know, excessive force to hold her down. And that's not always what that looks like. And I feel like that can be dangerous because then there are people who are in situations that might be less volatile, you know, for sake of a better, you know, lack of better description. And so they don't identify that as assault or as sexual assault. So like the same with depression. Right. And suicide, like feelings of suicide, people might not be able to identify them because they don't realize that it can also look this way. You know? You do. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's important to talk about. Yeah. Especially around the holidays, you know, and when things get harder for people and expectations. People can't meet expectations. Yeah. You know, so. So it's been almost two weeks, I guess been more than two weeks maybe since we recorded. I honestly don't even know at this point. I agree. I I just shut everything off except for... You know, so many Christmas orders in the Etsy shop, which was amazing. Thank you. And, but, so we're just going to cruise through some of the hot topics, some of the big shit that has gone on while we've been hiding away in the castle. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the first things that popped up right before the holidays was the Megan Lee Stallion. Well, Megan Lee Stallion was not on trial. Tori Lanez was on trial for the shooting of Megan the Stallion. And I am not super familiar with her outside of different collaborations that she's done, you know, with other mainstream rappers. She's she's a musician. So she was shot two years ago in the foot. There was an encounter. Uh, a couple different people were involved. And I, the way I understood it back when it happened was that she was shot by her boyfriend. Like, that's the way it was all displayed out in the different tabloids that you would see. So I never really dove into the story, didn't know much about it. But I did see things about people denying she was ever shot and that she actually only had glass in her feet and just really putting her through the ringer. And I had never thought more about it, honestly. Like, so much goes on with celebrities and things that it's easy to miss a lot of stuff. But I feel hyper vigilant to it now with the Amber Heard stuff. So... Uh, the state of California versus Tory Lanez was going on right before Christmas and the misinformation that was flooding Twitter about this woman who was not even on trial. And then people were saying, Megan's team, like, she doesn't have a team. Like, she's a witness. A witness with medical records to right. back up her claims. And I guess at some point she had been interviewed um, and she lied about having slept with Tory Lanez. So when it came out later that she really did sleep with him, everyone's like, oh, she lied about sleeping with him, so she's lying about being shot. Gotcha. And I just think this level, like, are we really going to pretend that we don't all lie all the fucking time? I know. (laughs) For real. Like, really? No, for real. (laughs) Like, the amount of times that people lie to get out of going to something. Tell them I'm not here. Yeah, or or calling out of work. Mm -hmm. You lie. You know, pretend you're sick. Mm Mm-hmm all the different shit the little white lies that we all tell in our regular life but that doesn't mean you know and who hasn't fucking lied about someone they've slept with people do it all the time that doesn't mean that she's lying about who shot her exactly 
Anyway. But, and you know what the worst part about it is? Nobody even looks at facts anymore. No. There's facts, 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 and more facts. And they're like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Uh-uh. That didn't that's happen. not what I've read. Dude, it's right I feel there. like I'm being gaslit by a whole society. It's yeah. insane. She has the medical records. It's not a glass. It's a bullet. Right. <laughs> and then there was proof that he had, like, paid off another witness. Like, all kinds of shit just pointing to him not being a good guy. He also had recently physically assaulted an ex i think the mother of his child he's not a very involved father but was suddenly bringing his very small children to this court hearing so his six-year-old five or six-year-old had to watch him you know be taken away in handcuffs when all this went went on and like the trauma that you brought on to this child just so that you could appear like and and isn't that wild too like why does your son being there to support you mean that you didn't shoot this woman right <laughs> Child had no choice. No. And even if you're a good father, even mm-hmm. if you are, mm-hmm. what does that have to do with you shooting this woman? It has nothing to do Literally with it. Literally nothing. I mean, the jury was in the middle of deliberating and media outlets were already reporting that he had been found innocent. Right. And he wasn't, right? No, he was found guilty. Okay. But the jury was still in deliberation. Like, right. it wasn't even true. People are just, right, just Awful. spreading so, lies. So yeah. I would just like to add that in addition to standing with Amber Heard... We stand with Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> I stand with every woman, but, you know, I hear and see all of the black women that were involved in this that felt so fucking triggered by men just being like, because you know, it's it's so common for people to be like, innocent until proven guilty, but then this man was found guilty, and they're like, mm, nope, that probably didn't happen that way. And right. it's like, when is it going to be that? When are you going to accept it? They're not. They're not. But one of the really cool things that came out of this whole trial is there is a woman named Megan Kniff, and she's a reporter for, uh, I think it's called, I have it written down here, somewhere. Yeah, for long crime. That's what I thought. And you can find her on Twitter, at Megan, with an H and two N's, Kniff, C-U-N-I-F-F. So she's a reporter. So she was in the courtroom every single day, and she was just really reporting everything that was going on from a very um honest place giving both sides of everything like no bias and she just nailed it and her she was very snarky but you know not in a way that felt disrespectful like she was fucking funny she's fucking funny the way she laid everything out and she has since been interviewed by BET and just been completely lifted up on social media and she deserves all the flowers, you know, for bringing it honest. And I feel like you don't get that a lot. Right. Or people at least feel like we don't get that a lot in journalism. So to be able to actually see it, because it's unfortunate that journalism and the media as a whole gets lumped into this bad thing when there's actual individual humans who do these jobs that do have integrity and they did get into these positions to deliver the truth. Right. It sucks. But that... Can you even with the anti-woman bullshit? I can't. And I didn't I didn't know anything about Megan the Stallion until this yeah. recent thing. And but I well, I mean, obviously you know how old I'm how old I am. I just I mean, I don't want to stay off of social media because then I'm uninformed. Right. But Wow. That's what we were saying on the the last time we did record. I do remember that's part of the heaviness, right? How do you how do you balance it out? 
how do you know what's going on in the world and not be a lump of sadness and fucking doom yeah it's it's a lot it is a lot speaking of a fucking lot but here's something i know you'll have you might have a little bit more fun talking about though because you know a little bit more about this okay so after everything went down with tory lane's megan the stallion there was some calmness right on twitter we're just back to the regular nonsense and then for absolutely no reason at all motherfucking andrew tate (laughs) (laughs) had to just randomly and this is the the part that i think a lot of people are forgetting miss greta thunberg climate activist 19 years old was doing nothing not bothering she wasn't bothering minding her own own business business. Mm -hmm. here comes this bitch ass Mm -hmm. and he tweets at her uh (laughs) motherfucker see he thought he was cute he he thinks he's so charming Mm -hmm. and and so funny Mm -hmm. and snarky Mm -hmm. i have 33 cars my bugatti has a w16 i can't even i have it so small quads who cares right who fucking cares please provide your email address so i can send a complete list of my car collection and the respective enormous emissions Mm -hmm. he is trigger her taunting her exactly a child Mm -hmm. okay because i'm done with i i can't deal with the narrative that like some once someone is over 18 like the day you turn 18 there's just some click in adulthood and when your brain brain isn't even fully no you still have another seven fucking years like it's so i i just i'm not saying that people you know 18 19 20 year children i'm not taking away from them but like some critical thinking you're taunting a a little girl right Right. who who doesn't bother you bothering you she's not bothering anybody but anyway so our girl comes back with Jeez. yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. <laughs> Shit blew up. Yes, it did. It did. It got exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so first things first, a lot of people were pushing back at Greta saying that the whole using a small dick as a dig towards a man is body shaming. How See, do you feel about that? Well, if you got a small dick, you got a small, small dick. I can't. There's nothing I can help you with or right. no different than... Math is math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't help you with that. But I'm not even sure that that's the route she was going. No, I don't think I just she... think she means him as a person. Yeah. You just have small dick energy because yeah. I don't have a dick, but there are days when I have really big dick energy. I know that's right. Y- you know what I mean? I so, do. Greta, good for you. And guess what? It doesn't even stop there. Oh, no, like, the story gets better. Stop but we got to go in levels. We got to go in levels. Even stop there. So I agree. I don't feel that it is body shaming. Do I think like using dick size to diminish a man is silly? Yeah, like who cares? Right now, who I don't. Cares? I don't think it's okay if you've been with a man to who then does that. not have or doesn't. It's not endowed. Right. Or or <laughs> you know that that's something that makes him insecure, yeah. and then to use that against him. That's fucking shaming. That's yeah. That's and that's downright up. wrong. Yeah. And well, that's just fighting. Exactly. Unfair. I mean, but that's exactly. no different than when anybody gets in a fight and then it's immediately like you're fat, you're exactly. ugly. Exactly. That shit's wrong. Your your dad left you when you were a baby. This. <laughs> <laughs> your mom ain't even got titties to breastfeed you with, like shit like that. You know. <laughs> but anyway, so. But it's also... Wait, were you writing shit down that your dad said <laughs> to me when you were little? Because I, I, he said that one Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have a log. Oh, boy. I have a log. Okay, okay. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Take it down, Marie. Take it and down. And it all the 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 big dick energy too is about an energy. You don't have to have a big dick, like you said, to have big dick energy. It's mm-hmm. more. And she was coming at the the only way that Greta could stab um, Andrew Tate back. The only way is to take a shot at his ego. That's right. it. That's, that's all it. he has. He is a man. Just, and that's exactly what she and was that's talking exactly about. What she did. This man responded like five or six times. Mm-hmm. He's 36 years old. He had so many different responses. Some that got to be downright gross because then other men were getting involved. And mm-hmm. it was like, she just needs to, you just need to fuck it out of her. Yeah. yeah. Give her a good fuck. And then the mm-hmm. responses were like, she ain't right. Like, what is it with mm-hmm. people, like <laughs> men thinking that they can like, what, what are they, you're going to fuck me into deciding you're no longer a douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> What is he talking about? And I'm especially going to feel that way if you use force. Like, what? What is happening? I feel like that we have to keep in mind the guy that made that comment is probably, he's probably never had anything but his hand. I'm serious. Listen. (laughs) Gotta give her a real good fuck. Oh, okay, bud. Yeah, just (laughs) give it to me, good. <laughs> Should I move any? Like, what? Where? What's my role here? Uh, they're just so <laughs> gross and silly and weird. I don't understand, and I'm bothered by the people who were like, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal." Every time, like, people were like, "Oh, you're giving him the platform he wants by responding to him, by sharing this, by hyping Greta up. You're giving him the response that he wants." And it's like. Who gives a fuck what he wants? Like, the more people we can let know who this idiot is and keep... Because parents don't know. And teenage boys truly are falling into this shit. And if you have friends that are teachers that teach, you know, preteens, ask. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. And what's scary to me, too, is he has this whole theory about, you know, breaking out of the matrix. Elon Musk has said this shit, too. And where this disturbs me is because, you know, I've, you know, always swayed on the side of spirituality i've done a lot of looks into you know twin flames different things like that like different healing your masculine and your feminine energies finding balance in yourself and there is such a thing as like breaking out of the matrix and in spirituality my mic died because i'm always really prepared but um So there is such a thing in spirituality as like breaking out of the matrix. But what it means is more of breaking outside of your ego and getting in touch with the things in ourselves that we're told are bad, you know, like greed, anger, all these different emotions and understanding that they're not bad. They're not anything. Everything's neutral. You're allowed to feel your feelings. They pass through you and then you can move on. And it is releasing yourself from that attachment to the human part of yourself that fears things and that accepts critique and okay. is triggered by things. So what makes me afraid is there's so many vulnerable people that are going to be looking for a healing practice. Mm. And that's how you get people is you use similar terminology. You use these similar ideas, but then you tweak them in a way that pulls people towards your style. Does that make sense? It does. Because if somebody was to look up, like, breaking out of the matrix, you know, now you're going to get these different conflicting kind of ideas. Because it seems like for those types, like the Andrew Tate types, for breaking out of the matrix is somehow, like, disconnecting from society's expectation of you, which, yes, in a sense, 
but not in the way where you get to dictate everything. So that's what he thinks. That's breaking what he, out of the matrix is is more it's, that he gets right, to it's strange. more of control. I mean, so his whole thing is built on like leadership and teaching men how to be leaders by following him. Yeah, but he but he also doesn't think very much of women, does he? No. So his model, so he has a gr- it's called like the real world or whatever and he has a group that you can pay. I think it's $5,000 and you like buy in. It's an ML, it's a it's an ML. It's a scheme. So you buy in and then you have all this access to him in these different classes and he's going to teach you how to make money. And basically his model is abuse. He talks about how he, every woman that he features on his cam, because that's what he does, is webcamming with women, is every woman that's features was once his girlfriend. And he basically got them to the point of control that they will do anything that he wants, including camming, that they were so in love with him that they would do absolutely anything for him. That's the model. That's the baseline of what he's teaching. Wow. Is that you need full, complete submission from women. And on the surface, like, people are like, no, he says some things that are kind of fucking smart. And I'm like, but the surface... Wait, it like, sounds like fuck? grooming it, to me. It is grooming. Like, this is what I don't like, understand. This is what sounds like fucking grooming. <laughs> and it's the same people who are like, grooming, grooming, groom, screaming, grooming at fucking Walmart when they see a rainbow flag. Like, it's the same yeah. people who are pulling up Andrew Tate videos and sharing them with their kids like I don't understand I don't understand this is grooming this is getting people like this is gearing a whole group of people back to the idea that women should be in complete submission to men Mm. and this is not even so that men can provide because don't get it twisted this man has multiple children from multiple women and if he's jet setting and he's doing all this other bullshit who's fathering these children right like Who's taking care of these women? No, the, if all he's doing is writing checks, what is he really fucking doing? Right. And if all men are aspiring to do is to have enough money to write, like, if everyone just wants to be a fucking Elon Musk, what the fuck is right. society? That's kind of scary. What about the kids? What about, what about the women? What about anybody? Right. Anybody? Like, what the fuck? Look, yeah. So the even better part that came after, do you want to tell what happened next? So after... He- Oh, yeah. So, so he made his response. So he claps back at her. I don't even know what he said. Um, word salad. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know what he said. Misogynistic but he ha- word salad. He happened to be sitting there with a, in a room and he had a pizza delivered. And he might have even mentioned that he had fucking pizza. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> the police <laughs> saw that pizza box they actually they from what i read they were already once they knew that he yeah. was there so it just they happened to be a coincidence the pizza box was not actually connected but the but, timing of everything was so fucking funny exactly. so we had a pizza box um and and the the name of the pizza parlor helped to confirm that he was in the country mm-hmm. but he's been being investigated mm-hmm. since april right. for crimes of sex trafficking and right. coercion and, and different things like that he's been arrested he was arrested. Yeah, he's since been arrested. And 11 of those cars... Have been seized. Have been seized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that shit was funny. It was hysterical. Um, all of the different memes that came out. But see, that for me is a little bit of karma. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <sighs> Ugh. I, and I really dislike the idea of teaching young people. So, the idea... 
The idea of, like, lying to a woman to get sex has been around for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. The idea of promising them something in return for their affection, for their body. But what people don't understand is if, if you're promising a woman a relationship or you're promising her something that you know she wants so that she will be more vulnerable and be physical, be intimate with you... She's not actually making that decision on her own free will. Right. Because she's making it based off the information you're giving her. And because so many people have become okay with being manipulative to get what they want, it almost normalizes it as a society. And now it's like, well, you should have just known you were being lied to. Why? Mm-hmm. Why should I know when I'm in the beginning stages of a relationship and I'm with this person and we've made an agreement to be in this relationship? We found each other mm-hmm. online or whatever. We've gone through all of the motions. We've done all of the beginning steps. And we why both am I supposed yeah. to be? Why am I supposed to assume that everyone's that he's lying. just lying to me? Mm-hmm. Or if it moved a little bit faster than maybe it normally would? Or if do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I understand having your eyes open. I understand red flags and learning your you know to be confident enough in yourself to see those things and and get the fuck out but at the same time if you're dealing with people who are giving you exactly what you want you know it's confusing it is it's confusing and it just sucks it sucks that there's could there's i mean of course there's going to be regardless but just a whole nother stream of people willing to lie and be awful. And for and what use reason? People. But here's the, here, this is what I don't understand, all right? I, I mean, I think it's more about asking what you want. You know, people are on the dating apps and mm-hmm. you know, this and that. And I don't understand why so many men, and I could say this only from the time that I was dating, but I can guarantee you it's still happening. If you want sex on the first date, why don't you just fucking say it? Oh, God, yeah. Just say, hey, I'm not interested in taking you out to dinner or playing any of these fucking games. I want sex. You interested? You're giving me the option to say, huh. Huh, Maybe. Maybe I am in the mood for just sex. I don't even have to get prettied up. You know, and all dressed up. Right. Does this sex come with mutual respect? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. Give me that option to say no. Don't start it off with this meal and then, oh, well, now you owe me, you owe me sex. Well, I don't owe you fucking shit. Yeah. I don't. You don't. And I can pay for my own meal. Right. And I've offered on many, but I just don't understand. Say what you want. But if I decide that's not what I want... It needs to be a mutual no, no is fucking no. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that would be, that, that would be where you'd be in the wrong. Right? So that would be a case of ignoring a red flag. Right. Because, it, yeah. Because some, if someone's telling you directly what they want, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, I'll go with it. Right. You know, right. then you're in the wrong. But, but when you're, someone's telling you exactly what you want to mm-hmm. hear, and they know that's what you want to hear. That's different. Like, but you're tricking me. Yeah. You're tricking me, and then when I get tricked, and I'm upset that I was tricked, you act like I'm the asshole. Like, and you know. Right. And society, too, acts like you're the asshole. Like, well, that's what you fucking get for getting tricked. Like, what, bitch? What the hell? I'm supposed to believe people. <laughs> I sometimes, like, can we ever? When does that uh, ever come I think back? It, yeah, I think it, <laughs> few and far between now, you know what I mean? Now you're like, I feel like I am a lot more skeptical of people, just in general. Yeah. I don't want to be. No. But I feel like I am. 
Yeah, I mean, I've talked about that before, especially with dating. It's not even about an insecurity in myself that I don't believe people. It's just like I don't believe people. Right. Like if someone says something nice to me, I'm like, okay, sure, but what do you want? And it's because I've dealt with so many of the previous type Mm -hmm. of people who will lie to you to get something, you know? But it does blur your relationship with yourself because when you're constantly doubting what people are saying to you, you're like, is it a me problem? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or do I really not believe these things they're telling, like, about myself? The compliments even, you know? Right, right. It can be so confusing. Just smile. If you smile more. Oh, fucking <laughs> real. More anti-woman bullshit. <laughs> Another interesting thing that happened, I think it was over this past week, um, Tom Brady had posted some pictures on Instagram of him and his 13-year-old son. And in one, Tom Brady's kissing him on the cheek, and then in the other... It's like you can only see like feet, but it's clear that his son is sitting in his lap. And of course, the internet went wild with this wow. one that it is very inappropriate behavior to be showing towards your teenage son. I want to see what how a you kiss felt. on the cheek and to have him sitting in his lap. I guess I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, um, as you know, um, Paul was very affectionate. Yeah, and my he dad was, was extremely yeah. affectionate with Paul. Like he would pick yeah. Paul Michael up and kiss him on the cheek at any age, probably still today. Probably. You, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. But people are fucking weird. People are weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part. Like, why is a father showing his son affection? Gross and weird. It's no different. Like, well, I don't. The get mother's selling. Like, it's affect. It's your child. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people did the same thing to Biden, right? There was like, that one in picture. My, and... In my mind, it is, for me, it's like, what are you thinking that you think that that's not okay? Yeah. Like, in my head, like, that's a perfectly innocent, a father grabbing his kid, like, throwing him on his lap, kissing him on the cheek, being like, hey, buddy. Yeah. How are you doing? Like, right. that, that's, that's what I envision. Well, I'd imagine for the people who it doesn't seem regular or normal to, they have never experienced it. Okay. You know, maybe. But then it's like, that's kind of sad that's... for all the people who haven't experienced yeah. it. You know? True. But who am I? I was getting tons of affection from the same person who's beating the shit out of me. So, yeah. I mean, what's the worse or evil? Mm-hmm. You know, never having it at all or, or the, having it conflated with... Or that confusion. With... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> having it conflated with abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing that's so interesting to me and we all probably talk about it so many times as we have is just the different perspectives we all have i mean you and i had a conversation this morning where we realized there's still so many things that we just do not see the same way right even spending tons of time together even though like you raised me like i there's just still something we live that we, together but we interpret things completely Absolutely. differently well and we are completely different yeah we can have the exact same experience mm-hmm. and you've talked about that before about um, you've said you wanted to talk more about how important it is for parents of adult children to have yeah. that kind of aha moment. And then I, yeah, and then we, a couple of, you know, I've episodes went by levels, yeah. and yeah, and, and we missed it. That is definitely something I want to talk about And that. So you and I have, have truly, let me, let me start over again. I've learned how to listen You know, I'm getting better at listening Mm -hmm. to hear than listening to respond. But I do still have that fault. But over the years of you opening up and trying to explain to me, 
you know, your version of what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not like you're telling a different story right. than the story that I told or the moment that we were in. You're telling it from a child's view. And it never occurred to me. But now as a woman, you're saying to me, whoa, hold on a minute. Yeah, I get it. Here you are in your 20s or whatever. But I was six. Right. You know, I was four. And then I'm like, fuck. Yeah. The realization that that whole situation or that whole fight or whatever took place with a family of four, four of us, you know, that realization that you were five and he was three but I'm a grown-ass fucking adult. There's two grown-ass adults arguing in this house. We're looking down at you. Yeah. And, like, you guys must see a fucking monster. Perspective is everything. And I don't think enough parents think about that. That realization isn't there. All of your memories are coming from a childhood view. And I never even gave myself. I never gave myself the opportunity to see my trauma as a child. Yeah. Because I blocked it out and just, you know, pushed on to say, all right, I just got to shut my fucking mouth and, 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 and my pain and move on. move on. But now I get to look back and be like, I was a child and I didn't deserve that. Nope. But it, it, it is. Someone should have been protecting you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But That's then you really were hard. born and then you started protecting me. <laughs> You're like, it's fucking weird, but come on. Yeah. Come on. It's not like you are older than me I mean I've learned so much from you like like you ever like people wonder like why did I have this child do, do you know what I mean like that like yeah. but what if I didn't yeah I'm sure what, like yeah. where would I be right now would yeah, I a lot of people have that mm-hmm. I, I get what you you mean though because it's like it happened so unexpected unexpectedly and it wasn't part of your plan you might not have even had specific plans at the time but you might have had a loose idea of what your life was mm-hmm. gonna maybe look like mm-hmm. you know as an 18 year old and but then it you definitely linked. wasn't a, a mom right mm-hmm. and then you were pregnant mm-hmm. and you know you decided to have the baby so it was like what the fuck uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. why did i do this right so i get what you're saying and then now in retrospect it's like what the fuck would i have done otherwise yeah And I think people have to remember, you know, when it comes to the different perspective, child versus adult, when our trauma is activated, your responses are from that same child, you know? So, like, let's say you were, you had, you were physically harmed at a certain age, like a six, seven-year-old, whatever, and then you're triggered, you're experiencing a trigger that brings on that same emotions, those same fears, those same worries in you. When you respond out loud, you're responding as a six-year-old. Right, even if you're 30 years right. old talking those about it now. Those yeah. are the only coping mechanisms mm-hmm. that you have if you haven't pinpointed a certain trauma and worked through it specifically. Right. And it'll just keep happening and I would imagine with so many adults and trying to have relationships with their parents it's just so hard it's it's hard for us and we do a good job at Mm -hmm. it I can't imagine how it could be for people who have parents that have these ridiculous expectations or that of them or have deadlines on when they should be giving them grandchildren or if they should have stayed in college like you are so able to let me be my own person that I can't imagine that was something you had to adjust to too because Mm -hmm. when we were younger you were not okay with that right you know but now I have so much actual freedom and agency over my own personal self 
Mm-hmm. But I know that there are people who don't feel that way when it comes to their parents. They right. feel like they have to be a certain way, act a certain way, pretend a certain way to appease their parents. And I think, I mean, you really don't cross any lines, but I definitely know that I tried to parent like that just to, to accept that openness. But my mom did that as well. I mean, or my mom just didn't have any boundaries when we were children. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? Because there was no structure. But um, your brother crossed the line a lot when it came to, um, I don't know. I think I just got myself very confused. I mean, looking back, though, can you honestly ever say that you drew lines? Um, like, can you really say that you and dad as parents had a set list of behaviors that were okay and not okay. I can't. I cannot. You know what uh, I mean? So it's... I can I can tell you that we... There that, were no that, boundaries. That where There was no conversations. Right. There were no conversations about that. And even if we did something wrong... It, it would decide on the mood that day of whether or not that was okay to do it. And also there would be a lack of explanation mm-hmm. of why it was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that happens a lot in abusive households because if you're abusing... A child, even unknowingly, you know, but my, my dad was very aware of what he was doing. If you're abusing a child physically, emotionally, whatever, and how can you explain to a child what's wrong right. when you're constantly doing things wrong? Even, because you'd have to accept what you're doing in order to teach as, your child. But even as much as the force feeding. Ugh. You know what I mean? I was not on board for force feeding. You right. know what I mean? But I didn't stop it. Right. You know what I mean? Like how... So when I was with him... It was always a fight. You know what I mean? It was always... Yeah. So when I was with him, I knew that I was going to be bullied into eating whatever he felt like feeding me. But when I was with you, I knew that I had that freedom. So imagine that. Then that also ties anxiety to eating Mm -hmm. now, right? Which Mm -hmm. now I'm having a realization. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I'm with you, I'm probably fucking overeating, probably Mm -hmm. eating to fill the voids. And when I'm with him... Scared to I'm death. I'm terrified that he's going to try to feed me mm-hmm. because for him it's a fucking game. Mm-hmm. And then if he's feeling like good about my brother, then they can tag team me. Right. Because my brother will eat anything. And right. now they can bully me. And mock, yeah. Which, because she's I think not eating it. She's not eating it. We've talked about that before with my dad. Like it was always, he would always pull somebody in on mm-hmm. his side and then like bully one person. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the person that he was pulled in, pulled in felt so special. Right. That I, I'm the one who gets to bully with him. Right, it's right, right. It's so fucked up. It, it, it's sick. It's so crazy. It's sick. But, I mean, he was good at it. And we, we weren't oh, the yeah. only victims. You know what I no, mean? No, no. <laughs> you know, no. Um, it's, it is crazy. But it, it, it is so important that parents, you know, especially if, you know, if you're struggling to get along with your adult children, you know, I do see a lot of parents my age on TikTok saying, you know what, um, I did what I had to do. And, you know, and I did, too. I did what I had to do with what I had at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I did some really good fucking shit. Absolutely. I raised two kids. They're still alive. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. for real, they're still fucking alive. And I don't remember a time I ever went hungry or didn't get the thing I wanted. You know what I mean? So I... Right. And I and I get it, you know, but I still fucked a lot of shit up, mm-hmm. even as a wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as a mother and with the time that we spend together now talking and trying to um, evaluate our growth, mm-hmm. 
that's when I realize we as parents need to listen more. Children are not to be seen and not heard. Right. I mean, they're just little people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're not going to know what they don't know. And we've talked before about the, the Montessori. And that and I think that leads right into to a parenting thing. Um, I see what children can accomplish at two years old. And I'm fucking amazed. Yeah. Fucking amazed. I think that happens a lot, too. There are a lot of people who have children because it's the expectation of what's next. You know, after you get married, you have the children. Or you turn a certain age, you have the children. And there's not enough people that have a child, you know, for the things that you can encourage and teach that child to do. And Mm -hmm. we spend the first, you know, the first five years of a child's life, they're truly like a sponge. Like you could teach them anything, you know, and they can retain this information and, Oh, they're just amazing. But we, a lot of the time, spend those five, first five years doing everything for them and completely kind of accidentally diminishing their spirit to try mm-hmm. because we're in a rush or right. we're impatient or we have somewhere to be or there's other stuff going on or, you know, our mom's on our nerves or mm-hmm. our husband's being annoying, like, you know, and mm-hmm. it sucks. It does. <laughs> it sucks. All the and while again, we're like, hurry the fuck up. Right. I can't. And again, Look at we're how not tiny saying, my legs are. We're not <laughs> We're not saying you're not gonna fucking yell at your kids or oh, I did your, it. Yeah, we're not saying that. Like I don't I'm not I'm not preaching that every parent needs to be at their best all the time. It's not fucking possible. Mm-mm. But if you find, you know, that you were a parent or are a parent who doesn't really listen to your child or doesn't consider that they're seeing the world from a completely different angle than you are, then you're doing your both of you an injustice. I think a lot of times we need to remember that we are, most people are on a different behavior aspect at work, you know? And then when we come home, we just let it loose and now we're fucking screaming and and it doesn't have to be like that. Like, mm-hmm. why are we in such a fucking rush? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And those are the things that I did. But I never did that shit at work. So why did I think it was okay to do it at home? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people who think that it's okay that you yell at and demean and scream at the people in your home because they're the people in your home. And it's because, you know, we're not, like, emotional... Impulse control, emotional impulse control is not taught. Like, it's not valued as much as it should be, you know, when we're teaching our kids things. Because kids, that is the time to do it, Mm -hmm. you know? Because for a child, if you tell them no, that is the end of the world. And that is the time to start teaching them, like, yeah, you can be pissed about this, but you can't throw things across the room. You can't hit me. Mm -hmm. You can't bite. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't throw yourself on the floor when we're in the middle of the street. Like, you can't do those things. But you can be mad at me because I'm telling you no. And I didn't have a full conversation like that. I didn't sit down in front of you when you were upset or when your brother was being himself, Mm -hmm. you know, excitable and say, okay, hold on a moment. What's going on? Right. You know, I didn't. I didn't. It's hard, especially. I didn't have the patience. I didn't have the knowledge. I just didn't have any of it. I mean, I felt like I was, I had a parental instinct and that mothering is something that I could do, but I, I just didn't fucking know enough I just was so young you really know young. and then you know you think about 
the cycle of your family mm-hmm. and the generational trauma. But I'm and, so glad where we are now. <laughs> and we're all acting from an elevated state, right? Yeah. When your kid yeah. starts screaming and throwing that tantrum, your blood pressure is also rising. Mm-hmm. You're also getting that emotional response, especially if you're in fucking public. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been in that situation where you're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and you have to decide, right? Mm-hmm. Am I going to let myself just be embarrassed or mm-hmm. am I going to handle my kid? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, you have to like do mm-hmm. these things in these moments. And, and those moments are the worst because yeah. everybody has their own parenting style. One so parent will be judged. Right. One parent may think, okay, I'm going to whip this crying out of him. Never, you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's never going to um, work. And then other parents sit down but, and say, hey, it's okay. We'll get through right. this. But you're going to be judged for just that. Just think about how silly it is, though, the way we do approach kids sometimes. Like, imagine you're, you're just having a bad fucking day. You know what I mean? And you're just like crying it out you just can't believe how bad your day's going and somebody comes over and's like i'll give you something to cry about and smacks the shit out of you like how is that like gonna, what the fuck like right like better? if i'm at work having a bad day if my boss comes in do you know what i'll give you stuff right yeah 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 and why are, why do we do that i was told that so much as a child <laughs> i mean the tides do seem to be turning a lot in parenting you know they really do but then at the same time, you still have the chunk of the world. But that's think about it. I already have something to cry about. I don't know what it I'm is. Literally but why crying. do I need you to give me like, That's what I used to say logic. to dad. I'm like, I'm literally already crying. I have. Do you want to hear my reasons? How about you ask me what my reasons are for currently crying exactly. before you offer to give me some more? Yeah. I have fucking plenty. <laughs> have you been in this house? <laughs> grievances like all my one of them is you standing here that's why i'm fucking crying i have black and white copy books full of lists <laughs> yes, of grievances yeah, i'm sure you do i will happily stand on a fucking pedestal and read them to this entire household because you guys are all doing this wrong oh <sighs> goodness sorry that was just a tangent but i couldn't resist no it's just such a great I remember when we hit that breakthrough in our relationship where I was like, we were, we were going back over something that had happened and you're like, oh, you're making it a big deal or something. And I'm like, it was like, I was 10. It was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And you were like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Those moments, those aha moments. Wow. Yeah. But I think we just discussed it again though. We just recently something came about and I was like, Oh, fuck. And I was like, wow. I mean, even in general, you take kids out of the equation, every adult, like we said, are operating from such different fucking angles. We two people can experience the exact same thing. Two people can watch the same thing happen Mm -hmm. and take it in completely differently. Absolutely. It's just a matter of perspective. And Mm -hmm. we have no way of knowing the way other people see shit. True that. (laughs) You know, so we're just out here in life having conversations having relationships with people that we think see things in a similar way to us. And then one day you're like, oh, no, we don't vibe. <laughs> no, it took five years, but we, we just don't even know. Nope. We don't, we even, don't even know each other. <laughs> know what's happening here. Uh, yeah. Some uh, other, so some other crazy things that have happened. This one won't feel... Well, we've talked about it, but you could care less. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw is one of those housewives so Miss Jen Shaw took it upon herself and her many fucking assistants. So this is what's crazy. Salt Lake City, if you're not familiar with Housewives, Salt Lake City is one of the newer franchises. So it's only in its third running season. 
So for someone who hasn't gotten into Housewives, this is like the one to get into because you don't have that much backstory. So you're thinking this show has only been on, what, three or four years at this point. So you come into the first season and Miss Jen Shaw has all the fucking money, all the glamour, all the glitz, all the assistance. Like you don't see this woman actually working, but she has so many assistants. Flash forward to where we're at now. She frauded a shit ton of people out of money. So she was running a scheme where basically she would get you to sign up for these classes and you'd pay, again, Andrew Tate style, pay X amount of dollars and then you're going to receive X amount of information, X amount of coaching. And it wasn't wasn't happening. They weren't getting the coaching. But then even when they would complain, they would have these little ways of attaching your credit cards to these monthly things and they were targeting the elderly. So people who didn't know how to even look into their bank accounts Mm -hmm. to see these random charges. You know what I mean? Like you could sign up for Netflix and never know and be paying that $8 for the rest of your fucking life. And it can really go under your radar. Mm -hmm. And that's for people who know how to use technology. Right. So yeah, she's a real, a real shit. And then even worse. So her arrest is featured. So when the FBI hunts her down, it happens on the show. The girls are about to leave to go on a trip and the FBI shows up there and takes her. And I think I saw I think I was I think I saw that. But what's worse than that is they come to her house, Shit. guns drawn, and you see footage of her children being forced out of their home at gunpoint. Wow. So like what the fuck did you do to your family? Yeah. And then you see the current season of her crying, like, What about me? What about me? Like, did I fuck my kid? Yes, you did fuck your kids up. You fucked up big time. And she went so hard for herself, like, complaining to her friends that they didn't have her back properly. Then she went on to plead guilty. And now, the other day, January 6th, she (laughs) was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. Wow. She was... The FBI was asking for 10. I think because she pled guilty... She got a little less. I was expecting her to get more. She Does asked she for have three. any money she has to pay back or anything? I think she has restitution to like all a ton of the victims. Good. Some victim impact statements came out last week. I was only able to read one. Like it was really, really sad. Like this wow. woman was talking about where she was at this point in her life and how vulnerable she already was and the way Jen had used her. It was fucked up. So in real time, right, Jen was sentenced to six and a half years the other day this week and but the episode of Salt Lake that's going to come on this upcoming week, Jen's still trying to maintain her fucking innocence Get on the, the show and, like, bullying her friends. So, like, obviously this is recorded a while ago, but it just gives you that weird fucking, ugh. So how do you feel? Because I know you're not a big reality TV watcher, but you watch enough through me. So how do you feel about that line? Like, where is the line drawn of a person being a truly bad person and also playing a character on TV in these reality shows? So, because there are people who are rooting for Jen. Do you know what I mean? Like, people who are upset that she's even being charged. And then there are other people who are like, fuck this. Like, But how do you, how do you be upset about that? I don't know. Like, that is what I need to understand. Yeah. Like, I know Because pe- they've fallen so in love with her on the show that they've decided... She's this kind of person perspective, right? Mm. So how do I feel about what, Jen? How do you feel about the idea of, like, reality TV and when it's really, truly shitty? Like, I can give you one that you hate because you don't really know Jen. So Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Right? You mm-hmm. fucking hate him. I do. Because of what you've seen of him. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? He's not even on TV anymore. He's fired now. How do I feel but about he won- him? About him having a TV show. Do you know what I mean? And a platform. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's sick because then it... The people who are like him 
You know what I mean? They start to idolize that. You know what I mean? And now I realize where that shit comes from. Okay. But I guess that's why I don't like reality TV. But then again, he gets exposed. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's the flip so side that, of it, right? So that, yeah. So those and, are the things. And and on the other side of that coin, because I feel like it does both things. Like, we'll still focus on Jackson, Brittany, and Vanderpump Rules, another reality TV show. Well, I'm a little, I don't even like her anymore either, though. Well, no, because she has kind of adopted his personality in order to survive. And there's a part of me that, like, that makes me sad and sick when I think about the relationship they must have. But also it's annoying that she gets a platform, too. But I was going to say, people can watch that and watch that trauma and the shit that Jax puts Britney through and think that it's, like, regular relationship toxicity that you're supposed to love your partner through. So in one way, I hate that. I hate that that's kind of regular and normalized. But on the flip side, like, for somebody like me who dated someone like Jax, right. watching that, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, look at all these things I missed. Look mm-hmm. at all these things I allowed. Mm-hmm. So for me, it kind of did, did or does the opposite. So I feel like it is both sides of that coin. It can be as damaging and also as It can, helpful. But, but here's the thing, you know, and, and I got to say this to Brittany, you know, like, or women who were on these shows, my life. If I had a videotape that I could fucking rewind to see my behavior in that situation, the way these women can or these people can yeah. on TV, that's your enlightenment to straighten the fuck up. I know, right? You, you know you what I mean? You guys not watching this show? You don't see yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real, though. No, like, I get it. It's when we see ourselves is when we're supposed to see ourselves. Right. But. Right. Ugh. Yeah, reality TV makes me crazy. Oh, that's my jam. I know it is. I love that shit. <laughs> I some, some of it I like. I, I do. What I'm going to watch later. Vanderpump I do. Rules is but I back. do. I'm so excited. I do see a lot of pain, too. You know what I mean? And I think we talked about sometimes it triggers me. But that's life, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I've talked before about my newfound love for Reddit. And one show on HBO that I really love is Euphoria. And it's a very deep, dark, dark show. And I went on the, the Reddit to talk with other people who are watching Euphoria. First of all, terrified that there are so many teenagers watching this show. Even though I know they're, like, portraying teenagers in the show, it's not a show for kids. Right. But then at the same time, like we said, you know, the awareness. So it's it's such... I'm so torn. I'm so fucking torn on this kind of stuff. But anyway, you're watching this show, and then you go in and read some of the comments that people make, and I'm like, are we watching the same show? Mm. You know? Like, there's a part where there's a drug dealer who is, you know purposefully getting the one character high on a very addictive drug and then you see people in this thread like well i think she was just trying to help her and i'm like whoa no no <laughs> she's grooming her what the i watch that shit happen in real life um i know i watch that shit happen in real life I to know. someone i know it's and so it's brutal scary it's very scary yeah well thinking of brutal speaking of brutal it's scary <laughs> um so one of the shows that we have been watching, though, that we're really, really into and we want to encourage people to watch, it's called The Parent Test on ABC. Oh, yeah. So there's only two episodes so far. You can watch them if you have ABC or if you have Hulu. And there is quite a couple different sets of parents, all with different, like, set parenting styles. Yeah. And there is video footage of them going through these different series of tests that involve their children. And then other parents get to critique them. Yeah. And at the end, they are all going to vote and decide on which parenting style is, like, the best parenting style. But the show is so fucking cool. It is. It is. I think more people need to be watching it. Even if you don't have children. One of the tests I wasn't real thrilled with. I didn't think that it was a... 
I didn't think that it was a fair test to be graded on. Um, I don't know if, you know, bringing, you know, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, go ahead, it, was the, it was the one where they had all of the families go into a very fancy restaurant mm-hmm. and order foods that the children have never tried. And now we are now critiquing this family on how their children respond. Right, their ability to, to get their child yeah, to Yeah, and this food. is like raw oysters. and But the difference is, you know, there's a mother and father who has one child. Mm-hmm. There's a family who have three children very small children right you know and that that upset me a little bit when they were critiquing some of these children one child literally said this doesn't smell good jumped up from the table and ran and literally vomited and that that really upset me and I'm like this family's got to get out of (laughs) here But everybody was staring at them. That I mean, being and out. In I public, know it's a test, it, right? It's what it's, it's supposed to make us uncomfortable. It's supposed to make I everybody it's uncomfortable. A test. It's supposed to make the kids, the parents, the people watching. Everyone's supposed to feel uncomfortable, and but it's really cool. It's 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 just very it is. interesting. It, 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 it interesting. is interesting. Oh, I didn't even know there were so many different parenting styles. <laughs> no, there was. Um, there's, there's the dis- natural, natural, routine, new age, disciplined, intensive. I'm trying to think of a couple of the parents who were sitting in the back. Excellence. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different levels. It's really interesting. So we're going to talk about it some more. We've watched the first two episodes. And then I feel like some of those you actually can combine. If yes. if, if we as parents stop putting things in a box as, you know, the discipline, the this, like you literally can combine all of these into a nice little box and get a value of every one of those Girl, you parody might be a, styles. Girl, you might be ahead of your time. That might even be the, the conclusion that they come up with. Well, I hope it is. <laughs> because <laughs> I as right. I watched each parent, I found you things can take about them positive from that all I of this. Ab- yes, and then I found other things. You know, like there's a little girl. I think she's three or four, and she can do algebra. No, I think she's seven. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> All right, there's a little girl, nine months doing fucking algebra. <laughs> Fuck you, Ton. <laughs> no, she's amazing. Uh, no, she is. But all the it kids just shows great. you, yeah. you can. Oh, yeah. You can. And she tried all the foods. She, she hated them. She did. <laughs> but she tried them all. She gave it a try. But yeah. it's a really good show. The tests are interesting. The parenting styles are interesting. Definitely recommend it. And I especially recommend it because we'll be talking about it some more. So that way you can probably some names to faces and yeah. not that we ever put names to faces I, but i don't sometimes i don't know your what name what the fuck is your name i say that I to know. you sometimes what's your name <laughs> <laughs> to my employees and they hate it <laughs> oh man but as always guys thank you so much for listening we're glad to be back yeah <laughs> <laughs> maria's thrilled you can find us on twitter tiktok <laughs> instagram me. at keep oversharing and then you can check out the etsy shop at oversharing on etsy and in case you haven't noticed, it's Monday, so our episodes will be coming out. It's not Monday for us, it's Monday for them. <laughs> she got so scared. She's like, I didn't go to work today. <laughs> I know, cold no shit. Uh, um, but our episodes are going to come out on Mondays moving forward. Um, good stuff. It just it feels better. Oversharing Mondays. Uh, I, I Start the week now. off with... <laughs> Word vomit. I fucking hate Mondays. <laughs> Start the week off with us. That's that's why we're here to make their weeks better. That's, that's right. Like, see, that's we should have right. planned that. We could have we could have advertised that better. But anyway, come back Bye. and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>